Art and Span Show, live and on location. Uh, I don't, I'm guessing we're in like these soundproof rooms, so we're not going to have to worry about like an echo or like a distortion or anything. Uh, but we are live and on location today, people. Or like an exercise class happening next door, <laughs> rattling our walls. <laughs> yes. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but yeah, we are live at uh, Cooley Law School Stadium. We're going to do the podcast out here. Um, we were sent here on location. Um, this is obviously the Lansing Lugnuts home, and now it is the home for Soccer Fest 2019. They're going to be showing uh, soccer on the TV over there. Do you yes, know? this is also the home of the Lansing Ignite, which is why we're having this big Soccer Fest mm-hmm. thing, because they want people to, I mean, you know, celebrate the entire culture of soccer, which involves the Women's World Cup, which is a pretty big deal. It's like the Men's World Cup, except they get paid less. A lot less. It's not funny, but it's just the way that you said it was kind of funny. Well, it's, it's funny. like the men, but they just don't get paid as much. Well, they really don't. I mean, think about it. I know like, there's a big. They said it was like thirty eight cents on the dollar. It's 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 insane. Like the yeah. women's World Cup, the women's World Cup team is more popular in the United States. They've had more success. In fact, they won it the last time. Uh, I believe this is 2019. <clears throat> yes. So they won it in 2015. And I believe they won it back in 99 when they had it then, too. Like, women's, the American Women's World Cup team is one of the most dominant sports teams internationally in the world. And the fact that they get paid, like, 38, like 38% or something of what yeah. the men get paid who, who don't, I mean, they don't even make it to the, they don't even make it to the, I mean, there's a round robin where you got it. Oh, okay. There's two, okay, in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. There's two, two. There's three rounds. Okay? okay. The first round is qualifying. Okay. That's a bunch of games you play all over the world against other teams, mm-hmm. and then with those records, points, scores, they and that's within them. the season, right? No, no, no. That's <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, the whole season they're qualifying. Yes, it's okay. like qualifying starts like a year, year and a half out or so. What? Yeah, it goes for a while. I mean, you go play a game, and then you play another game like a few months later. It's all over the place. It's weird. Uh But anyway, uh, and I could be inaccurate entirely in some aspects (laughs) of this because, I mean, I played soccer in high school, but I hated playing soccer. I I, may or may not know I was All-State first team goalkeeper my senior year in high school, and I I played soccer intramural my freshman year and didn't touch it again since. But anyway... So they, they play for like a year and a half before it, and they play these qualifying rounds. They also play friendlies, which are basically exhibitions. Okay. But however you perform in that, you then get seated into the round robins. Well, the okay. round robins is you get seated into a group, and you play the teams in that group. Oh, okay. And de- yeah, and depending It's like on- kind of brackety then. Like it's like brackets. It's, no, kind it's of. not brackets. Oh, God, in brackets, so that, close. In brackets, you would meet you, the brackets. The next round. Okay, that's single elimination. But oh, in this one, okay. In this one, you can lose and still make it to the bracket round. I don't like that. Well, it's because it's it's determined like by goals and like you lose your out. point differentiation. Like there are teams with losing records that have made it to the brackets. Really? But then it's single elimination once you get to the brackets, and that's oh, the top okay. sixteen teams in the yeah, world. Yeah, and the fact that you lost already once, you're probably not going to do well in the bracket. Nah, you'd be surprised. Like yeah. there's some. I mean, really? It's all about having like a a, a a multi-game streak, and some teams just 
they get hot. Now it's rare. Yeah. But like some teams just they get all their losses out in the bracket round and then they just beast the mess out of everybody on the way to winning the cup. See, I know nothing about it. The only thing that I know about soccer is that in high school I played one year of soccer. We went, I think, 0 and 8. <laughs> I think I was one of two kids that scored a goal and it was purely on accident. <laughs> like dude, when it comes to sports, I know nothing. I wrestled for a year. And then you wrestled? I wrestled, and me and my buddy kind of went in on like a pact. We're like, we're going to wrestle together, and his name is Jesse. And uh, we went to our first meet, and we get there, and with wrestling meets, they're umpteen hours long. I mean, they're, you're there all day. It's, it's match after match after match. Well, it got to the point to where... It's like track, but with, with yeah, without I think chicks around. I think we were going up against like Boyne or something like that. It was some school that had like 12 kids in all of the grades. And they <laughs> ran out of kids to wrestle. So Jesse and I had to wrestle each other for a medal. And when I picked him up, I guess I tore or did something to his knee, and he was out for the whole season. So then I just got out. <laughs> So I got a bronze medal for hurting my friend. I was about to say you got rewarded for injuring yeah. your friend yeah. and me. He he literally like he dropped out after, and then I was like, "Well, I don't want to do this anymore," and I just stopped going. I did, I went to one meet, and I was, but I also it, like it, I would just realize that this is something that I'm not prepared for. <laughs> like it was fun, but at the same time, I was like, I have gone to one practice, I think, <laughs> like, and just get thrown into the wolves. They, you, we, you, we, oh, so many questions. You, you said you wrestled for a year. Yeah. You mean you tried to wrestle? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, okay. You know how? How do I word this? I signed up for a year, but I only did like probably I don't know, maybe a month. Okay, so between like practice and an actual meet, I don't know how many practices. So you signed there. up. You mm-hmm. went to like a few practices. Yeah. And then you went to the meet, and there was a medal. Yeah, there was like like everybody gets medals, like the gold medal, the bronze medal, like the like the little medallion things that you could put around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. dude, I ran track. Oh, so you not know. every meet had medals. That's why I'm like, you had medals at your first. I had a, I had a little wrestling logo. It was a little guy on top of another guy. Which can mean a bunch of things. Well, it is Pride. It is Pride Month. So. It said wrestling. That's how we knew it was wrestling. But the thing is, if it is, didn't say wrestling. It could have been a whole bunch of other things. Like when it comes to sports, like I, I wish that I knew more. Like I, like, like with you, we were in the the sound room and the production room for the Lansing Lugnuts. The and, press box. Yeah, the press box. That's the that's the actual term. Golly, thank you. dude, you're like, I'm tired, so, man. So they kick the ball into the thing and the thing, and then they run to the thing. I'm stumbling over my words. But we were in the press box, and you were explaining to me like, yeah, this does this, and this does this, and uh, and then you started talking about baseball, and I didn't know that you knew so much about baseball. Yeah, well, I played a lot when I was in, uh, I stopped playing in high school because, well, I learned the political end, Mm -hmm. and, uh, well, let's just say I wasn't too well versed in the politics because I was kind of like, well, the good players play, right? Well, and then I lost my confidence and I just focused on track and I was all state first team in track. I always think that you're like 20 something. And I, I, I like, <laughs> honestly, I was talking to my dad yesterday and my dad for once said, yeah, he sounds really smart. And I was like, wow, you're calling me dumb. Thank you, father. <laughs> like, like, okay, he's already established who plays what part, spans the smart and funny one. And I'm just there. <laughs> but I, I was talking to my dad and I had mentioned, I was like, yeah, like you're, you're what? 40, 43. You don't look forty three. So when Black you're don't like, crack. When black you're... don't crack. 
But when you were talking about like, yeah, I did this, I did track, and then I did baseball, and then I, I was like, man, you've lived many lives compared to what I've done. Man, I have. I credit my parents for getting me involved in stuff. I played tennis as a kid. Uh, my mom would let me play football, and I regret that. If I'd have played football, I would have gone pro. Like I was a good See, athlete. we've had this talk before about your build, and you remind me of my best friend Mark. You guys had the same build in which, like, Mark will be like, "I'm, I'm fat, I'm fat." I'm like, "Dude, you're not fat. You came out of the womb looking like this." Okay, you have a husky build, and there's a difference between fat and husky build. I mean, and, you're right, but when I was when I was in high school, like, I was a fat kid until seventh grade. And then I lost a whole bunch of weight and then gained it back in eighth grade. What were you in high school? How much did you weigh? And I mean, I mean, we're talking about like I was a kid. So like, <laughs> I mean, I was probably 50 pounds heavier than your normal kid. Uh-huh. But I mean, 30 pounds of that was fat. 20 pounds of that was solid brick muscle. Right. And then I gained a whole bunch of weight in eighth grade. Then ninth grade, no, 10th grade, I started losing it. I came back junior year. Folks didn't recognize me. Like I was, I had a six pack. I mean, I spent that whole summer doing like multi-cycle sets i would do three thousand crunches in a day what yeah no seriously yeah 3, you you crunches. are the type of person to where so we have this big stadium in front of us right now and this baseball field that's being converted into a soccer field i feel like span if you were to be out in the middle of that field i could run from home plate all the way out hit you and i would bounce and end up in the stands and it's not like it's just your, you have a brick build like with me i'm built like a 14 year old boy you are maybe an eight-year-old boy, actually, because fourteen-year-old no, no, no. was too I, nice. No, I think you're right with fourteen. You're right <laughs> but it's 14. like I've always had just a little tiny gut, and and I'm just I don't have any like manliness. But you also didn't spend like four hours a day in the gym and in. Practice. Well, now I go to the gym, and what I do is do I you do lift heavy weights, though. Okay, so. It's time to get real. Yeah, give me the gym round. Okay, so... When you... When Art hits the gym. Yes. When Art hits the gym. Yep. And he gets his powder juice ready. Yep. What does Art do with the gym? Okay, so I get up. You, I go to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Now, I've been slacking for the past week or two because the kids have been sick. But normal regimen is I get there, I stretch, and I do 25 minutes uh, on the treadmill at an incline of eight. At three miles an hour. So it's a nice brisk pace. Right. Okay. Then once I'm done with that, I'll go and uh, I do the Russian chair. It's where you put your... The uh, Roman chair. Is it? Oh, it's, I thought the Russians took it over. Okay. It's Roman stuff. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, the Roman chair. I literally... Is it the Roman chair? Are you sure? It's, it's the one where you do the knee lifts, right? Yeah. Or you do it's, the leg it's lifts. The one right? where there's a... Pe- the, okay. You stand on a... There's two little stands for your feet. Yep raised up off the ground yep and you rest your elbows on pads mm-hmm. and there's little po- tent poles you grab on yeah hands, yep 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 and then you rest your back against the pad and then you can do stuff like leg lifts right lifts and so i do roman chair. i do three sets of 15 of those and then when my wife and i went this last week i wanted to show off and i wanted to start doing arm stuff and they have like these ropes that you can grab and pull them down and you can put them weight so i set it at like 100 and did 50 of those and then I do some arm stuff. But what I realized is that when you spend all the way up until 30 years old, literally never lifting anything ever, <laughs> and you go to the gym one time, the next day you feel like your sternum is broken for half the day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize how – you don't realize how out of shape you are until, like, you do something once. And then, like, obviously the next time I go, it will be less painful yes. and less painful and less painful. But – 
it's one of those things where I'm like, man, I didn't realize that. Like when you say, how many crunches? 3,000. That's just insane. Not I, in a row. It'd be like in cycles of like 100 to 200. See, when I was going to specs, I wanted to be, I wanted to be skinny strong and I wanted to, I wanted to have a six pack. And I remember, I think I got up to like 300 crunches. I did like three sets of a hundred or something. Um, clearly math isn't my strong suit either, but, <laughs> but 300 to me was torture. The fact that you did three, th- like that's insane. I worked it's out nuts. a ton, but you, you have to remember, and I don't know if anybody told you this, but like <laughs> certain muscle groups on your body. You have to work out differently because you use them all the time. Yeah. Like, see, I think it's your stomach, your forearms, your calves. You have to work them out, like, very, very rigorously to get some type of results because over the course of the day, they're already being used. See, I just said, yeah, but I had absolutely no idea that that was a thing. I know. That's why I kept talking. <laughs> I, know, I know your M.O. breath. You I met you. You know my ADD. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know about that. Oh, and then yeah, I'm like, that, but go ahead and tell me anyway. Wait, wait a second. I didn't know that you worked that. Like, while you're talking to me, I'm like, that would make sense because yeah. you use your legs more than your arms. You use yes. your, yeah, that makes sense. Wow. Oddly enough, you don't have to do the same to your quads, but you do for your calves. And I don't know why. Like, your quads, you can work out like a regular muscle group, but like, what are the, what's the like difference? Squats, are these your quads? Yeah, your quads are And then your calves are, your okay. The calves are behind your shins. Okay. It's that big bulbous thing that's at the, right below your knee mm-hmm. unless you just it's sloppy and it's just like kind of a cone that can i your ankle. i know we're speaking about like manly stuff right now Uh-oh. and and doing manly things and i need to get this off my chest because it happened to me last week and i wasn't going to talk about it on the podcast oh, I can't but wait. but i need to get your opinion on this it is a thing that happened to me last week i went to the gym by myself got done with the workout went to the gas station to go get money and put gas in my car i backed my car up into the spot and there was like if you look at a square, you got four spots. I was in the um, the lower left hand corner, so you still had one in front of me and two next to me that were open. Okay. So I start pumping gas, and this Chevy Silverado 2019 pulls in, and he pulls in the first time, and then rearranges himself. When he pulls in, he hits my car. Now when he hit it, he hit it in the sense of like a like that. It was just like a little you bump. You know you just did a physical thing when we're doing an audio meeting, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to pull it away to get the expression. Okay. He came in like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using well, my hands. I'm Italian. I got to use my hands when well, I talk. How about the sound? Like when okay. you hit your car, was it like a was it like a or was it like a No, it wasn't even uh, it was like a like he didn't hit it. It's like he bumped it and moved okay. it forward a little bit. Okay. So then, did you see any paint? Any paint? Well, so here's what I did. I had my back up against the car and I was pumping the gas, looking at the gas pump, right. and I stopped and I looked because I felt myself move over. Right. Had I not felt myself move over, I wouldn't have heard it. He didn't right. hit it hard at all. Okay. Right. In okay. his defense. So I unpump my gas and I look at him, and as I'm looking at him, he gets out of the car and he starts mumbling, and I said. What did you say? He's like, you need to learn how to park. And so I like, I was taken back for a second and I said, I need to learn how to park. You just hit my effing car because I was, I was pretty, at that point, if you're going to call me out for your own stupidity, I'm going to say something. Right. And th- this dude was bigger than me. He was taller than me and he, he was in better shape or whatever. So I wasn't looking to fight the dude. So then he goes, well, if you wouldn't have parked like a bleeping idiot, blah, blah, blah. And then he proceeds to start walking into the gas station. So as I'm pumping, I called him 
another word and then he called me something that is totally against pride month i'll leave it at that and starts okay. with an f and you can go from there Lord have mercy yeah but Come on so he gets in and at this point i'm thinking okay what can i do because my pride has been taken away my manliness has been taken away and i'm thinking to myself what can i do now i could go in there and try and fight the dude and get arrested and go to jail. Yeah, that would be poor I could I could call the cops. The cops are going to come out and be like, is there any damage on the vehicle? Well, no, officer. They won't get there in time. Right. He would have left. He would piece the hell out. Or I could go in there, open the gas station door, say a couple more bleep words, and or I could just leave. Mm-hmm. And so I just left. But as I'm driving home, I'm thinking to myself... I am like, you know how like you get those situations to where it tests the character of you as a man, like how you're mm-hmm. going to handle it, whether yeah. you're going to be violent or whether you're going to be passive and yeah. not do anything. And then there's that little part in the middle. That's where I was like, man, I wish I would have done more. Right. I wish I would have like poured gas on his car real quick and like, <laughs> or, or said a couple more bleep words to him. But it's right. one of those things to where like, you know, you grow up as different people. Like you grew up working out. You grew up being in shape yeah. to where like with me, I grew up and it's like. I wrestled one time and I played soccer. <laughs> but then it prepares you for these situations when you get older to where, like, and the kid was young. Yeah. Like, he was probably 10 years younger than me, okay? 20-year-old Art would have probably reacted just how he did. Right. But I thought about it, too. I'm like, man. So I get home and I tell my wife, and my wife goes, well, you should have just called the cops off a of principal. I'm like, well, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear, thank you for not being a big dumb idiot and going to jail or getting your, you know, your right. ass whooped or whatever. Right. Um, but it's one of the, like, how uh, I've been asking people this week because I've been thinking about it. How would you have handled the situation? Okay, so I'm a big black dude, and I've worked security, <laughs> and I've got years of martial arts behind me. Uh-huh. And I've never had to throw a punch despite the fact that I've thrown a whole bunch of people out of bars, right. strip clubs. And the palace and DTE. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't throw anybody out of Meadowbrook when I was right. So anyway, uh, honestly, I think you did the right thing. Now, it feels awful. Mm-hmm. I think, if anything, you should work on your put-downs. Because the minute you said... <laughs> seriously, the minute you said the minute you said something, the first response I'd have had is like, park like an idiot. You hit a parked car. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Like, what kind of dummy are you to hit a parked car? Well, and the thing is, is I knew who I, when I called him a, a a dumb bleep and put an F in front of that, a effing dumb bleep or whatever. Yeah. Um, I felt good. I was like, oh, I got the last. And then he said that other word. And I was like, okay, that's what I'm arguing with. Yeah. Like, exactly. at that point, it's tip for exactly. tack. That's why, like, that's why silence is the winning I know, shot. I know. Which is why you got to hit him with, like, he's like, well, you shouldn't park like a dummy. You hit a parked car, bro. I know, and because and, that's the and, stuff and, when and he's, he's driving home. Yeah. He's going to be like, and then that dude said that, and I know that it should have. Yeah. I know, but see, like, with me. And every I, time he says something, park car, bro. Park car. <laughs> Park car. I know. It's not even a small car. Yeah. It's not a go kart car. Right. It's a park car. Yeah, because you and I got the same car. We can we we yes. can weasel in and out of stuff easily, yes. but it's still a full size car. Yes. See, and that's what made me mad. Is I was like, this like I just started seeing red, <laughs> and that's something that I will say in our friendship and working together that you've taught me is that you got to put the emotions aside, which uh-huh. is the hard. This is thirty years of me. Ever since you're born, you're emotional. Okay, I would I wouldn't say put the emotions aside. I would say repurpose the energy. Yes. Because the the, the agitas, the anger that you feel. Yeah. Like if you divert it back at him, mm-hmm. the best case scenario plan is he comes over, 
you hit him in the, you suck his ass in the mouth, mm-hmm. and he falls down, and you get to drive home all happy and stuff. Yeah. The problem is there's cameras everywhere. Right. He goes inside and complains. This guy knocked me out. Mm-hmm. Now you're on camera. I used they my card. Your car. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's we've like, listened to serial murder podcasts before. We yes, know how this have, tracking yes, works. <laughs> yes. So you don't. The, the the best thing you can do is to get your parting shot. Yeah. Get that energy out. Yeah. And, and then move it without incident. Yeah. Because like people say, well, you're just a chicken. It's like, nah, bro. I like having my insurance at my current rate. See, and I don't need it to go up. And yeah. I don't want to miss a couple days job, a couple days of work. Yeah. Burn up vacation time because I'm in jail. Well, and I thought about that too. I was like, you know, like I've gotten, I feel like with turning 30, like I'm starting to learn too. There's certain things worth fighting over. And sometimes, mm-hmm. for instance, your own anger or what I'm learning to your own jealousy isn't worth fighting over. It just doesn't yes. like, and that's something that, but my anger precedes me over everything sometimes and takes over. Like it just, yeah. it's like a blanket and I can't. And in that moment I was like, I want this guy to hit me because I want to feel something. I want to feel either me hitting him or him me hitting me as a result of it and be done with it and move on. But that's not how things work. You know what you need? Martial arts. I know. I think you, I know. Would, be, you would be much benefited I know. by either doing Muay Thai or jujitsu, boxing or jujitsu. Yeah. Like, and, and frankly, I recommend jujitsu yeah. because Jiu-jitsu is a physical puzzle. Mm-hmm. Like, at, at every martial arts is a physical puzzle. Yeah. But when you see how grabbing an ankle yeah. makes you weak versus grabbing a calf makes you strong. Yeah. When you see is like tucking your head makes you weak versus lifting your chin makes you strong. How getting on your back and using your hands makes you strong. Yeah. As opposed to trying to stand up with a guy, which might make you weak. Like, it... It changes how you perceive everything. It's well, like it carves different, different, uh, different uh, synapses in your brain, yeah. so that you repurpose what you believe is successful and what you take as failure. Well, and then just to, so from a self defense standpoint, when you look at Muay Thai as knees and and legs and everything, and boxing is boxing, and kickboxing yeah. is a combination of those both. When you look at jujitsu for a person of my size, I need to get close. That's the only way that I could ever win in a fight because I'm tiny. And I, I don't have a reach. And with Muay Thai, it's all about getting to the ground, doing whatever you can. No, with, with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I'm sorry. Um, but with Jiu-Jitsu, that would be perfect for me. And it's something that, man, I'm going to be honest, I posted on my Facebook about a dozen times. Does anybody know about any Jiu-Jitsu classes in Flint or Lansing? And then I delete it because I'm like, oh, well. I'll, I just... I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Like, there's probably a Jiu-Jitsu class at uh, U of M Flint. Oh yeah, maybe even at Kettering University. I didn't think about that. The they, college, they, they because they're because kids are paying tuition. Yeah, um, when they pay for the class, like they're uh, two or three thousand dollars. They right. pay for class. Right, your fees as a non-student because they still want people to join the club. Right, uh, like when I went to MSU at the time, like a few years ago, it was eighty bucks a year for classes. For classes. The, you had to buy your own uniform, right? But they trained you for eighty. So you had to buy your own gi. Yeah, and you had then to buy your own gi. Man, yes, it's a great deal. See, and that's the thing. It's something that, and you and I are pretty avid mixed martial arts fans, yeah. and, and not just like UFC, but like Glory Kickboxing and Bellator, and like Actually, everything. I don't, I don't, I don't like kickboxing so much. Kickboxing is kind of. <sighs> okay. Kickboxing is just. Uh... <laughs> uh, like kickboxing the focus is on a torso to the head yo yeah it's like 
Yeah. Like Muay Thai, your legs are exposed. Mm-hmm. Like, and you got to take them on the thighs. You got to take them on the knees. Oof. Like, when you see what these guys do, mm-hmm. like I watched the training video of this dude, how he was training his shins. He had this big rolling pin looking thing. He was just rolling up and down his shins, and everything in my body was just like, ah! Did you, ah! Did you see Tony Ferguson when he would train for fights? He was kicking a metal pole, like just kick, as hard as he can. And it's like, that's not normal. Like, that, no. but the, the people who practice Muay Thai or practice yes. kickboxing, their legs not are... Not kickboxing so much. Definitely Muay Thai. Well, yeah, but their legs are concrete blocks. Yes, because I don't know if you know this, but like when you break your leg, it heals. Or when you break a bone, it heals in that spot faster. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens when you're taking Muay Thai, these guys train by kicking banana trees, yeah. which are kind of like pulpy. Ugh. So like... Um, but they got pads that can mimic that. Mm-hmm. But like what happens is the duress causes what they say is micro fractures in the bone. Yeah. So the or like a shin splint or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's not quite that bad. Shin oh, okay. splint's like it's debilitating. Okay. This is like the bone being physically affected tr- through trauma. Yeah. But it's causing these tiny little ma- micro fractures that you don't see. You have to see under a microscope. Mm-hmm. But they heal back. And um, as they heal back the bone, stronger, which, yes, exactly. Which Whew. is why a guy can kick through a baseball bat. Yeah, or four. Was it four the time I saw this dude kick through the base of four baseball bats? I was like, nope, what? Nope. And yeah. that's the thing too. Uh, you know, people don't realize like how sensitive the skull is and how sensitive your brain is. <sighs> and the sense to where like you know, and thanks to. YouTube and Worldstar and Facebook, you can watch videos of people getting knocked out and we've almost become like accustomed to it. Like it's just like, oh, that person got knocked out. But when you think about it, like that is a brain trauma event. Yes. And like to normalize it, like in boxing or in UFC, like it's almost normalized. But when you get hit in the head so bad to where your brain shuts down for a second and you collapse. Well, that's not, it's not always a brain trauma. And here's why. <clears throat> when your jaw goes a certain amount of degrees uh, southwest or southeast, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> your body has an automatic system built in where your body goes, oh, my God, the neck's about to break. Shut everything down. Oh. So it's a full nervous system shutdown. Yeah. That's why when someone gets gets hit in the chin right, mm-hmm. their legs get wobbly or they clench up and they go down. Yeah. Now it's a concussion. It could be a concussion when they stay down, and like maybe if their legs shake, oh boy, yeah, you better you go call into, the hospital. Or if you go into a seizure, that's oh, the that's worst. Absolutely, ones. yeah. That's you the gotta worst quit. Ones. You can't do this no more if you go yeah. into a seizure. Well, and that's the thing too, man. Like you'll see people, and that's why, like when I think about the gas station incident, like, and I've asked a bunch of people because, like, I try not to let those types of incidents happen in my life. I'm a pretty peaceful person. I have my own microaggressions and my own anger itself, but when it comes down to it, I don't go around causing conflict because I know the stature of myself is not the equivalent of someone like the same stature known as Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise could probably fight a lot better than I can. I can't. We're the same height and same weight pretty much. But it's like I learned real quick after getting my butt whooped a couple times that, you know, I could fight, but I don't want to because I'm not the best at it and I'd rather be peaceful. But the problem is, is when you look at, you know, situations that happen like that gas station thing, I think to myself like, man, what if we did get into a fight? And one of us gets not like people die from that stuff, man. And it's like, and then, I mean, sure. It's extremely uncommon. Yes. Okay. It's extremely uncommon, but there's so many different 
ways in one situation. Like I look at that situation and the spider web of effects that could happen with every single one. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? Like me walking away from the situation, did it make me feel less manly? Yes. Like I felt like yeah. he did something to me. I need to retaliate almost. Yeah. But then the other part of me was like, I have a family to go home to. Yes. I don't like jail. Yes. You know, I've, <laughs> I've been inside of a jail and I don't like the way that it looks like, you know, that was voluntary. Like, I, you know, like, but it's, it's something that I look at the, the, the direct consequences of the, any of the actions, yes. you know? Yeah. The pain and consequences, like, and not even the pain, the consequent, the potential consequences of the situation vastly outstrip the necessity of like stomping a dude sideways, mm-hmm. like and and I've had plenty of situations. I mean, dude, I got called the N bomb right when I was on the job, Oof. and it was like the first thing. Like it was weird. Like God, you want to talk time, about seeing red? Well, the first time it happened, I blinked, and in that fraction of a second, in that blink, I went from seeing this human being to seeing a murder. Mm-hmm. Like, and my yeah. eyes went immediately red. And like it was funny because like you know I was, I went to Christian school when I was a kid when I was a kid so adorable but I went to Christian <laughs> high school I went to Christian school basically all the way through twelfth grade and um I consider myself a very pious kid um when he did that like a look came over my face mm-hmm. where like the people I work with like all these white dudes and a couple white chicks I was with they looked at me and. They they all immediately stood in front of me and they're like, no, spit, no, no, right. no, 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 right. no, 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 because they knew like just hearing it, they were like, oh well, he deserves to stomp you. But they looked but at my the, face and knew like, nah, we can't, we can't let this continue. But you're the so they, same they way. They dragged him away. You're the same way twenty four seven for the most part. Like you're not an aggressive person either. But that's something to where that is that is a trigger. Like if you want the gun to go off, say something like that. Well, not anymore. Like because all I think is if you are saying something. To to me mm-hmm. and this is this is and this is a lesson that takes like a lot of situations in your life where good people teach you good things and and i'm like i know i'm a fantastic person i'm smart <laughs> yeah. i'm pretty as hell like you know i'm i mean i'm broke because I, I work in the industry that i do <laughs> but like for the most part i have a pretty damn good life yeah right yeah if somebody in some way is going to come at me untoward mm-hmm that's because they have a deficiency in theirs. Yeah. And there is no need whatsoever for me to involve myself in their deficiency. Yeah. So them like saying something untoward to me is kind of like, okay, well, you can have it. Right. And and now if I got a funny quip for it, you know, I might pop that out. Yeah. But it's like, for the most part, it's just not worth it. It's yeah. like, if you're going to come at me like that, it's because something in your life ain't right. Right. And the thing that makes me smile is knowing I don't have to go to your life. I get See, to go to mine. And that's like when you when you said that silence, like say what you got to say and then be silent. Like just tell him, be like, hey, idiot, you hit a parked car, which is what I said to him. But then I couldn't stop well, because, because then he had to get his in and then I got to get no, mine. No, no, no. It's because... You felt deficient mm-hmm. when he said something to you. And to yeah. redeem yourself in this instance, you had to say something back. Yeah. The problem is, as you sit here in this exchange, you don't feel redeemed. Right. Right. Yes. 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 It, it, like it redeemed physically nor mentally. Yes. Like I didn't feel like I either, uh, uh, you know, fought him and won or fought him and lost. Yeah. But then mentally, too. I mean, it would have been... There is few things sexier in life 
than stomping somebody sideways <laughs> when they say when they get on your bad side mm-hmm. and you take a swing or a cut and they go down and lay there and yeah. you can just stand over them like yeah yeah and that's evolution speaking to you See, right but I've never had I've I've had moments where okay like I've had moments where I've choked people out mm-hmm. and that's a really good feeling because right. you're not you know you're not punching them in the face but you're kind of it's just like a slow you go to and you know that at that point you want yeah um and but i've been choked out too and that sucks oh man you know i've never been choked and, out and the thing is is it's Oof. like the feeling that you get in that victory though of like okay we're done like there's nothing you can do right now because your your character is cut in half because yes. you just got knocked out yes and morally you're done and physically you're exhausted yes. but it's like i didn't get any of that i got yeah. some dweeb that called me that and but just walked in, in and i didn't finish it but even in all <laughs> that when you're successful in that physical exchange you are expressing a deficiency yeah. that needs to be redeemed through the conquering of this human being. Yeah. When in fact they're already conquered because they're coming at you all untoward. But do you think that that's a evolution thing? Like you had brought up, do you it's think that evolution. that's an alpha? It's just we are we are both animal and we are both we are both animal and man. Mm-hmm. The animal side is the evolutionary element of us that still enables a spleen that we don't need. Right. So there's still pieces of us that exist from the origin of our existence yeah. that 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 react viscerally to situations where like you feel like it's fight or flight. Mm-hmm. But then we are man where we can analyze these and break them down to take them to yeah. a place where we can we can put ourselves in a better situation. And you can use logic. Yeah. Toward- I mean, there's times when like I mean, you want to be all animal, like mm-hmm. say with your girl in the bedroom. <laughs> but like you also want to be man because yeah. you want to approach that as like a mutual beneficial experience, right. not just the conquering of female flesh or right. her being conquered, you know? Yes. So it's like when, when you approach a situation in the gas station, and this is where I think martial arts would be beautiful for you, mm-hmm. it would, you was, that guy would say, you, some guy would hit the parked car, mm-hmm. and you'd go around, and he'd talk some smack to you, you'd look, no paint, I'm good, and you go back to park. I mean, there are few things more powerful then looking at somebody just kind of shaking your head the as that, they talk all that smack. What comes with that, though, because I thought about that. I was like, if I don't express or I don't say anything, then I think that that gives that per- person permission to do it again to somebody else because they feel like there's no consequences beyond their actions. You, you can't save the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not your responsibility. Yeah, that's your true. responsibility is to live the best life you can for your yeah. own sake. Yeah. Like everybody else out there that wants to like... I mean, you know, you can do what you can to help other people. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you stomp that dummy today, he's still going to be that same dummy tomorrow. Because that's the problem with dummies. They don't stop (laughs) being dummies when you hit them with the truth. (laughs) The fist of truth or the foot of truth, as it were. They continue to be stupid people. Which is why, like, in that situation... Get your good, like, shot in if you have to. Mm-hmm. Like, I would. Like, I'm not so evolved where I can just be like, okay, bruh. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, you hit a parked car, dummy. Yeah. And, like, and he'd be, rub, 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 and I'd be like, parked car. Yeah. Still parked car, bruh. You're yeah. going to hit it again? Yeah. And then when he's coming out, you say, by the way, I'm calling the police, just so you know. Uh-huh. So then he'll, oh, oh. like, no, keep talking. Keep talking. Yeah, police. Yeah. Yeah, I got this. And you, like, yeah. there's, I would, I would like doing that to somebody would you have called the cops i would definitely dial 911 i've dialed 911 okay straight up i've dialed 911 on people who cut me off on a freeway 
I'm not even joking. See, uh, now, I've done that three different I times. Know, I know. So I've done that a bunch of times with living like an hour and some change away. I've had a lot of road rage incidents and I've seen a lot of stuff when it comes to like, you know, accidents and, and everything. And I've called 911 a couple times on people who have driven like complete idiots. I've actually, there was a tow truck company that cut me off or did something like, oh. and I called his boss because yeah. most of those numbers on the tow trucks oh, are connected yeah. to cell phones oh, yeah. that go right to the boss. Yeah, he, and I, I, I remember I was screaming, man, because this guy could have killed me. And I said, you tell your driver that he's driving. He's like, what's the driver number? So I pulled up and got it. And all of a sudden, I seen the guy just start slowing down, <laughs> like as if like as if they had GPS on him. Like he just slowed all the way down. But it's one of those things, man, to where it's like I, part of me wanted to call the cops. The other part of me was like, it's six o'clock in the morning. They're gonna come out. They're gonna say, is there any damage on the vehicle? I'm gonna say no, and they might have given him a ticket for failure to yield at a safe He'd and proper gone. distance. He'd be gone. You think so? Yeah, I mean. They're but then gonna, that's a hit and run, isn't it? They're not going to no. They're not going to issue a bench warrant. Like, <laughs> you know what a bench warrant is? Yeah, I called okay. the place. Let me. In full disclosure, I called the gas station later and asked if they had cameras on the outside. They uh, didn't. They didn't. Of course not. They're yeah. not going to. I mean, yeah. they they might have cameras, but they don't really maintain them. If they have cameras, most places that have cameras have them because it lowers their insurance, mm-hmm. not because they actually want to have a record of what's right. going on. Right. Because Lord forbid they catch one of their employees doing something that could get them sued. Right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they just want to take the. Yeah, they just had one on the inside, which when he opened the door and yelled, you bleep and bleep it. Um, I heard the gas station clerk say something, but I couldn't hear what exactly she said. But I'm guessing she was caught off guard that some punk came in just screaming that, you know, but it's like I just I can't. It's one of those things to where, like, I can drop it now, now that you've put some logic behind it, you know, and yeah. kind of given me like an intellectual look into the other side of things. Yeah. With, with you know, and not saying that, you know, for other people who have given me their input, it's less valuable, but it's just, you know, no, it I is. wanted to My share. input is the best. <laughs> and I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty as hell. Say as hell. Don't forget that part. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's something, man, to where, like, I just, uh, I feel like I grew a little bit with that because I didn't make any stupid decisions. Yes. But. You didn't make no more babies. <laughs> you didn't get in a fight. You didn't get your nope. car car scratched up. Nope. Just, you just kind of you kind of got a little ag- got a little agitation in your life, and you kind of rolled yeah, on. Yeah. I again, I think you did the right thing, and yeah. like straight up, dude. I I mean, I'm not trying to make this like go like, but I'm proud of you. Like, thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, you. Wish my wife would have said that. I, mean, <laughs> I think she did. I think she said, I'm glad that you didn't. She said something along the lines of basically, I'm glad that you didn't like do anything. Yeah, stupid. she don't want to pick you up out of, out of she don't I don't think she would. Post bail. Can you afford $900 no. right now for bail? You just leave me there. That's fine. Sure, I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm. I'm like, hey, dummy. Yep. <laughs> I would. Uh, you yep. come and be like, you were getting a collect call from yep. Flint Corrections. Yep. I would like, Art, is this you? <laughs> you were like, yeah. I would like, you dummy. <laughs> yep. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was one thing with like, I, I was talking to my dad yesterday, and and I had explained to him that I uh, I went on a tour of a jail um, like six eight months ago. I've always wanted to go inside of a jail. 
always. I've always wanted to like see what the inside of a jail looks like. And I'm addicted to prison documentaries and like, you know, even like death documentary, like it just like, you know, on the, I'm all about them scared straights. Yeah. Of, oh my yeah. God. Or, you know, what is it? Locked up raw. Like I, I'll sit there and I could I watch it forever. I but just, I just remember, I just watched clips of the, YouTube, on the YouTube of like, the dude's saying, pulling his pocket out, but like, hold on to my pocket. Yeah, yeah. Hold on to my pocket, Put, put, boy. This, put this on your lips. <laughs> when he had the kid put the Kool-Aid on his lip, that made me uncomfortable. I was like, this isn't normal. But the thing is, is with touring these places, like I, I've been pretty fortunate enough not to get myself into too much trouble that would right. put me in jail. And uh, whether that makes me, and, and some people look at it like, yeah, I went to jail. Like that's not, to me, that's never been like something that's cool. And no, I don't want, not. I don't want me sharing this to be like, oh, jail's so cool. I want to tour it. It's a lifestyle that I've never experienced, and I just wanted to see what it was like. And so when Wait, I all those all those jail documentaries you've watched, it wasn't enough. I want to go on a police run too. So if we have any cops that listen to this, I would love to go on a run. Dude, you could call up the you could call up Ingham County Sheriff's. They'd send someone right now. Yeah. In fact, I know a guy. I'm not gonna blow his name up, but yeah. I'm like, yo, my um, guy wants to do a ride along. I would. Possible? I would love to. Like if I wasn't in radio and I had a little bit more self-confidence and more eyebrows, I would get into corrections <laughs> or I would get into law enforcement just because, and it's not so much of like, like, Oh, I'm pro police. I'm pro Like, no, I've just, I've always been interested in that lifestyle, but I, oh. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. About to say, dude, if you went to corrections tomorrow, you triple your income. Well, yeah. Well, depending on yeah. where you went in some places, it's less, but yeah. like in most places, like I have a relative, I mean, she was working so many hours, earning so much overtime <laughs> she was banking something like 60% of her paycheck every But here's week. the thing. If I can't handle a guy in a gas station calling me a bleep and bleep, how do you think I'm going to handle it in corrections? That's something to where, like, I learned after, like, even thinking back Good in point. the day, like, man, I would love to get in corrections. And I think of, like, situations in my life where I've lost my co- – I couldn't handle that. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah, but, you, you'd freak out if a dude was like, hey, you look cute over there, CEO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, with exploring it, man – it was crazy. Like they had a women's hub, they had a men's hub, they had a, a men security and a max security, and it was all inside like a twelve hundred person facility, like inmate facility. And it was just like, man, like there's people in here that are waiting on transfers, but then there's other people that are only serving a couple days. But then there's people in here that are gonna serve life for that. Like it's all different worlds of people that have gotten themselves in these wow. situations, and it's just like it's crazy realizing that that's a lifestyle that's and it's not a good lifestyle but it's a it's a thing that certain people go down that path you know some people don't even like they don't i mean some people i think probably 70 percent of people who are in jail are people who didn't really choose that path it just kind of got thrust upon them one of two ways one parents abuse you two you use marijuana yeah because like yeah. those two things i mean i mean if you if you use drugs in some form or fashion, at least up until about I want to say six seven years ago, yeah, like you were going to eat a whole bunch of years. Well, and the jail. thing is, uh, what did I tell you the other day? And this is a stat that I learned from the many prison documentaries. Eighty percent of the prison population is in for nonviolent drug offenses. That is just so. When you think about it, like going down that path, I mean, it's just it's nonviolent just throwing people away, right? But the thing is, is it's like man. Like it's all, it, it all goes back to, to self-control and to, because 
I, I give a lot of respect to anyone who could be a guard or a CEO. That's tough job. That's tough work, man. And it's unforgiving because you're seeing people at their worst. You're seeing people who have been down a yeah. bad road and they don't care about you or anybody at that yeah. moment. You know, and that's where like the seeing red and not being able to control anger yeah. sometimes goes out to a guy to where sure he's getting paid triple what we're making. Yeah. But coming home with that and seeing the stuff that you see, like Dude, did you see the suicide ward over there? When you went to the when you Well when with you the Mac with the Max it was twenty four units that was spread like a like a horseshoe almost and they had all the units mm-hmm. in there and then they had like the guard tower in the middle. That could look over and look, okay, this is unit one, this is unit 24. So it was kind of, you know, you could see at all times what the inmates were doing. So, yeah, it was like, that was like the protective custody in the, in the watch area. Yeah. Man, the one, the, the area, the protective custody slash suicide spot I saw at Ingham, man, like this dude, it's funny. We came around a corner and the dude was just standing in the little room. He had on like, there's a special outfit they have for people on suicide watch. Mm-hmm. It's designed so you can't use it to commit right. suicide. And like he had it, it's like a full body onesie, but mm-hmm. it's huge. And it's like it's it you can't tie it, you can't right. do it. But like he had it stripped off to the waist and he was standing in the room just staring at us. And he was like, Oh yeah, there's like whatever his name was. I was like, Does he just stand there off? And he goes, Well, usually he's trying to find ways to kill himself. Jeez, but for now oh, he's Pete, just he man. just he occupies himself by talking and flirting with us. I was like, wow. Like, flirting with flirting. He goes, oh, yeah. I mean, he, to him, like, Jeez. he would just as soon uh, kill himself, kill you, right. or do something physically unfortunate to yeah. you. Like, and he doesn't This got even, dark real quick. Well, we I mean, were from talking about soccer to... <laughs> well, we'll get back to soccer. Trust me, we will get back we'll to soccer. We'll wrap it up with soccer. <laughs> well, I, I definitely want to talk to you about this field because this field is fascinating when I talk to yeah. uh, Nick Greaser. But anyway, the whole point, the, the thing with the prison is like, yeah, there's certain parts. There's a whole side of life that some people without a, a support system and without some type of mental health support, mm-hmm. like they can just go awry. Yeah. And when they do, like, you got to separate them. And it's like, literally, it's it's scary to think that you could have been born into a situation mm-hmm. where this was this was destined. Like, imagine yeah. if you're, if, imagine you work in an OBGYN and, like, you see, like, a woman who, like, is having a child. Like, I actually, I was, I, I, I knew a kid who was going to medical school and he told me the signs of fetal alcohol syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I guess one of them, you know how there's a divot in your upper lip? Yeah. If you don't have a divot, boom. What? Yes. People who don't have the little divot under their nose, that's a sign of fetal alcohol syndrome. And you find that they're more prone to like ADD, ADHD. What? Yes, yes. So now when you look around. I know. Now I'm always going to be looking. No, you you, you have a divot. But like when you you see. It's going to mess you up when you see me. Because I remember this dude I knew on Facebook who was a mess. And then like one day I, I learned that. Oh, no. Facebook wasn't out then. Oh, no, I saw this dude. I learned this back then, but I hadn't thought about it until somebody else brought it up. Mm-hmm. 
And then this dude was popping off on Facebook, and I looked at him. I was like, oh, "Fetal alcohol syndrome." What? But is that a fact, though? It's a fact. Yes, man. There are all types of little things we don't know. Yeah, that's that are true. like things that like doctors have to know, right? Because like it's little. Because remember, when a doctor is diagnosing you, they have to. They're, they're basically like detectives of the body, right? So they have to ask you a certain set of things, yeah, and then line it up with certain things they know, right? And anything they don't know, they have to talk to other people and do like. They have, yeah. a, they, like, doctors have their own type of search of Google or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they got to, till they finally can diagnose, this is what you have. Right. And this is the treatment you need. Yeah. So, it's like, when, I mean, there is no treatment for fetal alcohol syndrome. So, you just kind of have it. Yeah. So, hello, we have had a change in programming. We were talking about prisons. Mm-hmm. And now we have a guest. Jessica, how are you doing? Good. How about yourself? We're good. Jessica is uh, on our sales team for the station. Mm-hmm. And um, what do you know about prisons, Jessica? <laughs> um, I, I've heard really horrible things about prison, actually. My brother's a prison guard. So. <gasps> oh, I've got oh! stories. Oh! Stories. Okay. This is the perfect tie-in. Okay, and- no swear words and okay. no descriptions of bodily fluids or, like, in unfortunate acts because we're going to treat this like we're talking to children but like <laughs> yeah tell a story please so basically like a children's book version yep. of prison uh, yes okay like the ellen degeneres version of a prison story okay so once upon a time um my brother was working as a prison guard and um one of the prisoners decided to We'll say draw on himself. So, <gasps> um, <laughs> yeah, and, oh, um, no. it, and it wasn't pretty, and he did not stay in the line. And he was bad. He was naughty, and he could not talk to his friends for a week. Why does she sound like Stuart's mom <laughs> from that TV? I do know when I'm talking to kids. I go very Stuart's yeah, mom. This is like, very accenty. Like my old self. from Minnesota. Okay, are you from like Wisconsin or Canada or something? No. No, it's the okay. Michigan thing. No, Michiganders. I know, no, but she she goes into oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. she goes there's a little bit of that. Yes, I do have a very strong I've been told a very strong Michigan accent. Like it was like I'm from the UP but I'm not. It's the accent. And it's saying <laughs> eggs when people say eggs oh, or I legs. Yep. I say Cincinnati. Yep. I guess that's like not a thing. Put that's the bad. natty in Cincinnati there. <laughs> yep. She's like two seconds away from being a youper. Two seconds. <laughs> I like the UP, man. Yeah. supposed to be there. But that's the thing, though, is we have our own Michigan accents. I didn't know that until I moved to Texas. Hold on. I know we have Michigan accents, but mm-hmm. I decidedly do not have a Michigan accent. I just speak proper English. I speak American. <laughs> I, no, I did not say that. Art. I speak American. Artemis. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's... Yeah, I've... I've, heard, I've Yeah, I don't have a Michigan accent, but I hear... Like, your, Jessica, your Michigan accent, it like... It, it is... It makes a hard stop mm-hmm. and left turn yep. into like oh yeah, and the oh, Minnesotans. Yeah. Like I feel yeah. like we're like just like just like one little change of one more vowel before you were full on Fargo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a trooper for Fargo. Yeah, hey, yeah. Yep. Don't you know? <laughs> yep. She did that all easy too. Yeah. She had it ready. She didn't even have she to. She's like pakow. Don't yep. you know? <laughs> Let me teach you a real accent. <laughs> 
I totally want to hear more prison stories, but I can't. I I, I want to hear them in the uncensored version, so I don't think yeah. we'll be doing any more of those. But again, we are here to we're here for the uh, showing of the women's World Cup game. Who are they playing? Do you know? Do you know? I have no idea. Okay, just somebody know. they're gonna stomp. That's what we know. No, it's Sweden. That's right. They're playing Sweden. Sweden. Now here, but here's what here's the big thing about Sweden. Sweden is the team that knocked them out of the Olympics. Oh, really? So, yes. So the U.S. won <gasps> the last World Cup, mm -hmm. but then the next year they go into the, they're like, oh yeah, How we're gonna stop every and they lost against Sweden. The stuff you know a little bit about of everything. That's what yes. I'm convinced. Is, yeah, but yes. then there's certain things where you know a lot about. Yes, that's you true. know a lot about a little and a little bit about everything. I, yes, like you, like I could be like, hey, so do you know what happened to the the women's national, you know, the soccer team, U.S. Oh yeah, in twenty oh seven they got beat by. It's like you have stats that how? I mean, I know just I, I treat it like I make it a perf I make it a personal effort to know enough to be conversational. So that oh, I can learn. that's my problem. <laughs> I talk to myself all day. Yeah, well, you, I mean. you know, like just the fact that I didn't know anything about that. Well, I so, mean, but yeah, I mean, that's what makes this game so special, which mm -hmm. is why they're probably having it here at Cooley Law School Stadium. I mean, like, oh, the field. I meant to talk to you about the field. Like, the field that they do here at Cooley Law School Stadium, they actually do it over the dirt portion that is right. the baseball field. Mm -hmm. So it looks like a soccer field now. At some point after the game, they rip it up, turn it back into a baseball diamond in the middle. Really? Yes. And they do this every time they switch. Like, I talked to Nick Greaser about this. Mm -hmm. He goes, yeah, we'll probably do about 15, 20 of these. We got 10 more for the rest of the season. What? I was like, wait, 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 wait. So every time you guys rip up the dirt, I mean, mm -hmm. you put down sod over the baseball field, yeah. and then you rip it up. for the, And he's like, yep. Can you answer me something? Maybe you know from working in the concert venues and everything, but okay. when they have a place like Little Caesars Arena that's home to the Pistons, the Red Wings, and so many mm -hmm. concerts, do they have like a Microsoft Excel sheet where they just like it makes the schedule for them and matches all the teams and all the times and all? Because like with this situation, <laughs> like here at Cooley Law School Stadium, they have to have like some sort of schedule, but there's 50 other schedules you've got to work with. Well, they have, I mean, I don't know exactly what their method is, but I assume it's an Excel sheet. Yeah. Because what happens is the the, the arena has to submit to the league. Right. They it's they like an algorithm, though. Yes. Like, it's got to be like a puzzle. Yes. But the league has software now that I'm sure they're like, we right. want certain games to show up on Fridays and Saturdays. Right. Like, for instance, like marquee matchups will show up on like. Like for for the NBA, their marquee nights are like Thursday. Uh, was it Thursday and Saturday, Thursday and Fridays? Mm -hmm. So it's like the marquee matchups will be set up for Wednesday, Thursday. Occasionally they'll be on like Mondays and Tuesdays. And you just couldn't work the schedule because mm -hmm. you know arenas have like trucker events they gotta right. have too. Yeah. They gotta have Hootie we the got, Blowfish through. We got the Pro Bowl riding people coming through. <laughs> but that's the th like I'm looking at this baseball field right now. Yes, I am confident. I could put my pride aside and say that I could 100% not hit a home run. But I feel like you could. I feel like I have enough confidence. I can't hit a home run. You can't hit a home run. No, nah, dude, like that stuff you is You play hard. baseball for how long you can't hit a damn home run? Like What's the point? Like over a decade. What? No, dude, like seriously. How far is that from dude, there to the Miller dude, Lite thing? Hitting a baseball 
is it's a it's a it's a combination of two things: the speed of the ball coming at you, and the speed of your bat going back at the ball, and the launch trajectory. I, okay, Bill Nye. Listen, my question is this: can, <laughs> can someone hit that ball and have it hit those outfield lofts? Yes. Do you think that those windows are like? Baseball proof? Yes, they are designed. But do they I have they kids? Actually, do they have kids that stand out there to catch the balls? Well, kids, yeah, absolutely, okay. be out there with gloves and stuff. Yeah, I just I've never seen a game here, so I'm interested in. Dude, the I can't it. recommend it enough. Like yeah. I say, it's worth the drive. You to told bring me about the affordability of it. What? The what? You told me about like, and obviously with the Lansing absolutely. Ignite thing too. Like you can pay for parking, or like, and it's only like five, maybe ten bucks if you want to park like next door. Mm-hmm. But like, you can park over there, like two, three blocks away mm-hmm. for free. You can come in here, get a hot. You can get a whole meal for like each year, like what seventeen kids. Yep. Like yep. for about ten dollars per. Yep. And like. At the end of the day, you'll spend like 110, 120 bucks for tickets, for food. Right. And everybody's At Comerica, it's a quadruple that, at least. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Man, they, I think they have loan applications at the front door now, <laughs> just in case. It's just your last for your social and your date of birth, yeah. and they'll run it's it. It's like they hand you your ticket for parking after you drop that $45, and here's your <laughs> loan application. Will you be needing one? Yeah. We had a rehearsal dinner at The View. You what? We had a rehearsal dinner at The View. Is that well, the wait, TV show? Wait, your rehearsal? Like, rehearsal dinner for, dinner for like a wedding. Oh. Our rehearsal dinner was at The View in I, the Lugnut Stadium. And then we also had the Good Hops Bar all to ourselves. It was amazing. They took such good care of us. I had, our, our guests still talk about it. I had my wedding in my buddy's living room. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> when I hear about like that people like have rehearsal dinner. So like, going through the concept of a rehearsal dinner, you have to be there at a certain time. And then they go over everything in the wedding? Yes. Does the wedding singer come and do a couple rough draft songs? No. Oh. No, no, no. That's, That'd be dope. That's something that, that is arranged, last I heard, between the uh, the person who's arranging the wedding. If you have a wedding coordinator yeah. or the wife or the mother, the who, mother-in-law is usually. Well, yeah, and that's my question. Who, tradition, who usually pays for the wedding? Isn't it like the. The, the bride's parents? Traditionally. Really? Yeah. So my dad's off the hook on that. Yeah, but not always. Like now, it's more egalitarian. Like some See, because parents split it. We're thinking about renewing our vows at the gun range that I go to because they got like a wedding thing and the banquet in the in the upstairs and. Yeah, so this this is, it's a sportsman club center, but they have. So- Wait, you're being serious? Like I thought you was messing. No, with me. no. Okay, so when when Trish and I got married, we got married in a freaking in my buddy's living room. I'm not joking. Like it was just like invite a couple people. Okay, let's just get it done and get married. And it was just like part of it was insurance reasons because anyway, regardless, we wanted to like renew. And do like a whole renewing of the vows. I am way more perturbed by the whole gun range thing of this. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. We're going to renew our vows and invite friends and family and have like Like an actual wedding. If you said you're going to do this in a dog kennel, I'd be less perturbed than by gun range. The gun. You've already had all your babies, or you could call it a shotgun wedding. But that's that's actually genius. (laughs) And have all the have all the groomsmen go downstairs and take pictures with shotguns in their hands. God, that's actually really. But the thing is, is the indoor. I'm in damn ass Michigan for sure. <laughs> I got Miss Uber over here talking about a shotgun wedding, y'all. <laughs> but the thing is, is so the downstairs is a key access. I had to like apply for it and go to a class and everything. Right. And I have my membership to the gun range downstairs, and it's twenty four seven, so I can go anytime that I want. The upstairs is a banquet center, so the upstairs holds like a couple hundred people. They got a, a, a gazebo. All right. And they've got some that you can hear shotguns while you're listening to Kid Rock. 
being like, I'm glad I married you, baby. Like this whole time he's talking, all I'm here is How is that a bad idea though? It's cheap. I didn't say it was bad. I get a just saying that's what I hear. I know, but I get a discount on the rental because I'm part of the member of the gun club. Is that a bad thing? Discount and renew vows are like two phrases. I don't yeah. think it's supposed to be nearby. Like there should be a couple of paragraphs between those, what, not a sentence. What do you think? Should we just do it at the radio station? We'll do it in the conference room. It'll be cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have meat come over. It. Oh my! Give god. us some chicken wings. <laughs> Give us some chicken. Oh my god! So anyway, the view. You went there. It was nice. You went to an actual wedding. Yeah. And well, it was mine. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was your wedding? Yes. Oh. How did you miss this? I thought she went to a friend's was, wedding or something. No, it was our rehearsal dinner. We had it there because we're amazing and we do awesome things. How many that. people did you have in your wedding? Oh, God. With I you? I like 13 bridesmaids. It Are you serious? Insane. That's a yeah, lot of friends. It was ridiculous. I don't even I have 13 I'm, I'm friends. I'm really popular. I don't know what to, I mean. That And that was like, they were people were on the chopping block. I have no joke. Yeah. Two people three people that I would have like be like is it groomsmen is that what it is I think so yeah 13 how many people yeah. went to your wedding all together like over a over 100 well like in 120 <sighs> range how, yeah. how many groomsmen did your husband have he had about the same I think I had you have came, to don't you have yeah, to match he it had like 10 God. and I had 10 bridesmaids and two junior bridesmaids and two I would be just girls. grabbing like the grocery guy from Kroger. You can come and the guy from Subway. Come and I'm like, can I just my... can I just like some guys see the stop? Like, yo, can you be my, like eight right. rooms person? God, that's a lot of pressure. I, actually, and... I was like a super laid back bride. I let all the girls pick their dresses. They just had to really our colors were navy blue, gold, and silver. I said, pick whatever you want. Everybody looked wow. gorgeous. Yeah. I just wanted everybody to have fun. It was so much more about our guests. Because the Bridezilla it. thing is a real thing. Yeah, I'm totally not a Bridezilla at all. Don't they get that TV show? Isn't it called Bridezilla or yeah, something? Yeah, I've watched like the whole first two seasons of Bridezilla because it's amazing. You know what my wife watches? It's amazing. Hold, like, hold up. The, have you seen Bridezilla? No, and I won't watch it. Dude, you need to watch Bridezilla. I just got done with True Detective. It took me it's since 2003. Dude, you, Bridezilla is worth it to watch just like like – Every woman has this potential in her. Like, not every woman's a bridezilla, mm -hmm. but it exists. Like, every guy has that, like, hey, you talking to me? Like, we all had that in there. Yeah, you do it at a gas station. It. Yeah, okay, yeah, true. <laughs> but, like, every woman has that bridezilla in her. Because mm -hmm. this is my day. You are not going to mess up my day. <laughs> So it's like, it's so funny to watch these women who are like, oh my God, we're going to have a wedding. And it's like, it's like, why isn't the coordinator here on time? <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, it's so fascinating to watch the whole switch. And then there's the ones where she starts off snippy right off the rip. Yeah. And you know, all her friends are looking at her like, we don't like you anyway. We just glad we on TV. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Oh my God. Those TLC shows get real though. Oh, real like my wife watches the my 600 pound life have you watched those i can't watch that yeah but it's depressing it's yeah, like it's that's not why even, i can't watch it's it. like like i watch really depressing stuff and like she watches really like we don't like it's it's depressing i just can't like when you can't get up out of bed i'm just like man but the tlc shows like so that's on tlc right bridezilla i Is think it? so yeah it might be on bravo for all i know i don't oh, pay God. attention i just watched the heck out of it when it was on it was wonderful Oh, my God. I mean, but I was dating a girl at that time. She's like, you want to watch this? I was like, I want to be in bed with you. So, yeah, let's do this. Jesus. I mean, <laughs> that's a negotiation we all make. 
If we want to stay under the covers, we got to do some stuff outside the covers we don't like. It's all part of the negotiation. Oh, didn't you? You're like, yeah, I'm just watching it for you. And then she turns in. Yep, exactly. You can go back. I'm all about you and what you Yep. Oh, I got way worse than that. I was watching like the the one show about the cake cake plus eight. Yeah, the cake. What would you say? Cake plus eight. No, not Kate plus eight. No, John and Kate plus eight. No, no, no. No? The guy who makes cakes. Oh, cakes. Yeah, I forget. He's like the cake king or the batter king or something. (laughs) I watched that show like a few seasons of it. I watched all types of Do you sometimes go back like late at night when you can't sleep and you just turn on your diners, drive-ins, and dash episode and you're like, man, I'm so pretty. I'm just so pretty. I don't need to do that. No, you do it. You know you do. I just just touch my beard in the mirror. Real soft and delicate. Rub in some beard oil. Just be like, damn, look at them shiny teeth. Jessica's getting uncomfortable. (laughs) Well, anyway. Yeah, well, anyway. Yeah. So we're going to wrap up things here. We're going to walk around and check out Soccer Fest. So obviously the Lansing Goodnight thing is uh, is happening. And if you want to get more information, just search. Uh, you could search Cooley Law School Stadium yes. on, uh, on the Googles or search the Lansing Law Nuts. Yep. The Googles. I'm going to go convince Jeff Kelly to give me that Cadillac. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, good luck. I want to at least drive it. He is probably praying to it right now. So I don't yep. think you have a really that's good chance. That's not an insurance issue at all. It is such all. a beautiful, beautiful How machine. We just like took the keys and like drove down the road and like Facebook live. Yeah. Like, hey, driving I, while distracted. And it would be <laughs> and awesome a, for a vehicle, three whole minutes. Yeah. <laughs> the vehicle worth more than my life. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to uh, check out the – I'm going to go run on the field, I think, because no one's done that yet. And yeah, no, been... I can totally take you down there. Yeah, we'll, I'll totally show you the field right up close. Yeah, Span owns like half of this place. So, <laughs> yeah, if you uh, – again, more information, just search. You can search uh, the Cooley Law School Stadium on Facebook, and we'll have another episode of the Art and Span show next week. Uh, repeat episodes are happening as we're trying to filter those out. But moving yeah. forward, as long as Terry isn't working you from 7 to 7 – then uh, we'll be able Lord to do. Yeah, we'll be able to do the podcast uh, a couple times a week. So thank you so much for listening. 